0: 500 years, Lord, about 40 different authors, oh Lord. And Lord, uh, contained within the pages of this book, oh Lord, you give us, oh Lord, instructions for life and living, Lord, for salvation, and, and, and for just pleasing God. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to draw from the contents of your holy writ tonight, Lord, that we can understand, that we can. Lord, that we can uh, feed upon uh, the Word of God and bury it in our heart that we might not sin against you. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, Tonight is uh, lesson three of the book of Galatians from the Engaging God's Word series. Amen. Welcome to Encounter. Community, Amen. There's people that are that are uh, attending this church uh, in other states, Amen. Uh, we have uh, faithful people that uh, tune in all the time, Amen, uh, and to enjoy uh, the the fellowship, Amen. But tonight's lesson is concerning faith or law, Amen. Uh, I have got a few opening remarks, and then we'll get right to the questions. Now, in the letter. To the Galatians, the Apostle Paul fervently defends the core tenet of Christianity, justification by faith alone. Amen. He uh, he is addressing the churches in Galatia. Paul uh, confronts the influence of Judaizers who insist on adherence to Jewish law, particularly circumcision for Gentile believers. His impassioned defense unfolds in a logical progression. Now, uh, we're we're just fresh out of Romans. And before that was uh, the book of Hebrews that we focused upon. And and there's uh, some uh, themes in in these books that are kind of recurring. Amen. And one of those is justification by faith alone. Alone. Amen. Amen. And you might wonder, well, why... Is justification by faith alone so repetitive because it's necessary and it's needed even in 2024? Amen. There are still congregations out there that believe, oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus is Savior and everything, but if you're going to be saved, you better be baptized in water, and you better be baptized right the way way that we say you ought to be baptized. Amen? Amen. And you better follow this list of holiness standards, Amen. And you can't do this, and you can't do that, Amen. Uh, and then there's uh, people say, that say, "Well, you you got to know how to say the name of uh, of Yeshua properly, Amen." Or some say it's Yeshua, some say it's Yeshua, some say it's Yeshua, uh, and and they all got this these, these opinions. You got to say it right. Sure, you got to have faith, but, you know, you've you, you got to add this on the list, too, if you're going to be saved. And so we still have these things going on. It's not maybe the law of Moses, but it's man-made laws. Amen. So uh, justification by faith alone. And uh, that, that's hard for us to grasp, grasp sometimes. I know it's, it's taken me a long time to fully grasp it, and I still don't have it all. Amen. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense to us because we spend our lives going back and forth to work. We put our hours in, and at the end of the week, we get our pay. Amen. We get what we got, we get what we have coming to us. Amen. Because we put the time in, we expect a paycheck. Amen. And so when we come to God, we get something great. And we're expecting, well, I didn't do anything for it. You know, how does that work? I didn't earn it, I, I, I don't deserve it, and I still get it. That doesn't make sense to me, amen. It doesn't make sense to the common man. So uh, all of these things uh, in, in these books uh, that Paul has written, amen, it's, it's very necessary even in this day and age. Now Paul begins by asserting his divine commission as an apostle, emphasizing the divine origin of the gospel he preaches. And he goes and hey, I didn't get this from anybody else. I I, I went and studied for three years uh, out in the desert. I I, I re- rehashed everything that I had learned coming up, and and God revealed all this to me. And he went and compared notes uh, with uh, uh, Peter and uh, James, uh, the, the brother of Jesus. Amen. So uh, Paul uh, not only did he get a revelation, but he went and checked it out uh, with the. The authorities of the Christian Church, uh, as well, Uh, and it just verified that uh, Jesus gave this to the Apostle Paul. Amen. It's not something he got from some somebody else. And he recounts his conversion and subsequent revelation by the Gospel of Christ, establishing the legitimacy of his apostleship independent of. The Jerusalem leaders, Amen. He he was he was called to be an apostle. Uh, he wasn't called by anybody else. He was called by Christ Himself on that Damascus road. He he was uh, told about many things he would suffer uh, for Christ, Amen. He 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 was called by Christ Himself, and uh, the essence of his message is clear: Justification is not achieved through adherence to the Mosaic Law, but through faith. In Christ, Now, drawing upon the example of Abraham, Paul illustrates that justification has always been by faith, not by works of the law. He eloquently argues that the law was a temporary guide leading to Christ, but is no longer the means to justi- justification. The heart of the message is the freedom found in Christ, freedom from the constraints of legal- legalism. We don't have to worry about walking across a grave and being polluted uh, by uh, stepping on, on, on bones or on a, on a gravesite or, or being, coming in contact with a dead body. We don't have to worry about uh, uh, those things of the law that we might miss or we might you know, try as hard as we might. We just couldn't keep the whole law because if you're going to be a law uh, keeper, you have to keep all of them. If you miss one of them, you've broken the law. You've broken the whole law if you break one. Amen. It's an impossible task. Amen. Impossible for men, not impossible for Christ. Amen. Because he did it. Amen. And thank God he did it because our faith in him uh, transfers the righteousness uh, of Christ to us. We just kind of make a trade. We trade our filthy rags. Christ gives us a robe of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Now the pivotal theme of freedom resonates throughout the letter. Amen. Freedom. Uh, how, many, how many men have died in the name of freedom? Amen. Praise God. Throughout the ages. Amen. Freedom. People uh, want to be free. Amen. And, and they get freedom and they're still not free. Amen. Without Christ. Amen. You can be free as a bird, but if you don't have Christ, you're still not Fully free. Amen. Amen. Now, Paul passionately urges uh, believers to stand firm in their liberty and not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. This freedom, he emphasizes, is not an excuse for self indulgence, but an opportunity to serve one another through love, guided by the Spirit. In the final sections, Paul addresses the practical implications of this freedom encouraging believers to live by the Spirit, exemplifying the fruit of the Spirit. And he warns against arrogance and legalistic boasting, directing their focus solely on the boast in the cross of Christ. The book of Galatians stands as a powerful declaration of the gospel of grace, where justification is solely through faith in Christ. It is a call to embrace the freedom found in Him. Amen to live by the Spirit, and to boast only in the life-changing power of the cross. The resonating message is clear. uh, Faith in Christ brings true freedom, and it is this freedom that should shape the lives of believers. Amen. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Salvation is an awesome, awesome gift. And it's one that we cannot purchase on our own. Going to the questions, uh, the first section covers Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And uh, if we can pull those scriptures up, uh, verses 1 through 5, uh, we'll read those and uh, get into questions 1, 2, and 3. Uh, let's read together. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the work, works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Amen. Some important questions there. Amen. How, do you, how does the Holy Spirit come? Do you have to perform some, uh, uh, some uh, rites uh, of the law? Do you have to uh, follow some kind, uh, some kind of liturgy, uh, special liturgy in, uh, you know, in, in a church service? Uh, uh, do you have to uh, you know, uh, make sure that uh, you don't eat shrimp or you don't eat bacon? Uh, is, is that how you get the Spirit? Or how do you get a miracle? You, you get a miracle by uh, doing some uh, special uh, routine or ritual uh, in, in church? No, it's, it's all... By faith. When you receive the Holy Spirit, it is by faith. It's because you believe God had a gift for you. You you believed it in your heart. Amen. And and you just received it. You you have received it as God's honest truth. Amen. Praise God. Now, question one says, What message um, has bewitched uh, or uh, out of... uh, Uh, verse 1 of chapter 3. What message has bewitched the Galatians? And it says, see also, uh, going back to chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, verse 15 and 16, Mm -hmm. verse 20 and 21. Can we pull those up? uh, uh, Galatians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. And uh, we'll just do a little refresher from what uh, Brother Bob and uh, uh, Pastor Ernie has already said. Taught. Uh, Amen. Verse 4 from Galatians 2. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you and then verse 15 and 16 we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law but by faith in Jesus Christ even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Amen. Okay, so uh, what message has bewitched the Galatians? Amen. No, what, what has bewitched them? What, what is this message that is causing all the problem that Paul is writing about? Right. Right. Amen. Basically, false teachers coming in saying, Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, he's Messiah. Yes, he's Messiah, but you got to be circumcised. Yes, Jesus, he, he's Messiah, just like the Bible said, but, but, you got to follow the law of Moses. Amen. Moses and Abraham. Remember back in Hebrews how we, uh, how we uh, discussed how that uh, uh, they placed such an emphasis upon Abraham, such an emphasis upon uh, Moses and, and they wanted to keep following these things. They wanted to take Christ and, and pull him in with the whole mix of the law and circumcision and all that. And Paul's saying, no, 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 no. All that's th- We're through with all that. that's That's been fulfilled already. Amen. We're going forward in Christ. Amen. It's by faith in the work of Christ that he did up on the cross. Amen. That's how we get saved. Amen. Now, uh, uh Paul also uh, said that, you know, this liberty we have is, is not for to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Amen. Just because we're free from the law doesn't mean that we can go out and just do anything. Amen. It's because of the Spirit living inside of us. Amen. 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 we we got a different purpose now. Not to fulfill the lusts of the flesh, but to you know, fulfill the desire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anybody got something else to add to that uh, but Brother Bob, go ahead.
1: Well, Dave, we mentioned, we alluded to this uh, uh, passage of scripture downstairs, uh, downstairs, Amen.
0: downstairs Amen.
1: that uh, Abraham, the Bible says, by faith, Abraham set out and obeyed God's voice to go to the land of Canaan where he was commanded to. hmm no law to follow. Right. And is it any wonder that Abraham is now known as the father of the faithful? No, there is no wonder because it's all faith. It's all by faith.
0: Amen. Abraham didn't have the law, but what did he have besides faith?
1: Besides faith?
0: <laughs> he had a promise. He
1: had a promise?
0: Yes. His faith was in that promise Praise because he believed God gave him a promise. Abraham believed it. That's why he's called the father of the faithful. Amen. So they, Pastor Willie.
2: I, I think it's interesting how Paul said they came in to spy out our liberty.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: In other words, they weren't happy that, with the way they did church. Right. And so they came in to change everything to what made them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And could that be that that happens in the church today sometimes? Yes. hmm Join churches or join fellowships with the express intent of trying to change the way they do things, just because we don't agree with them, you know. Yeah. And they're intentionally put there. That's why Paul says, "Lay hands suddenly on no man, so they don't become arrogant, they don't become
0: proud." Yeah.
2: And you need to watch folks for a little while before you let them have too much influence, because they can take the church up. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm sure that probably resonates with a lot of our. Uh, Seasoned citizens—they've seen people come in over the years that had agendas, mm-hmm. other agendas, yeah. and uh, they uh, the, the, it said they were sent. I wonder who sent them. <laughs> I just wonder who sent them, Pastor Ernie. <laughs> yeah, <God did> <laughs> <laughs> Amen. They—they they see all those Christians having those, having this liberty, and they're they're having revival, and they're having. Oh, they're just happy all the time? Well, we can't have any of that, you know. <laughs> Those people are too happy. we got to do something about it. Amen. <laughs> Question two says, in your own words, explain the conflict of belief Paul addresses in each of the questions in uh, chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. And basically he's talking, you know, how did you receive the Spirit? By the works of the law or uh, or by faith or uh, how do you know? How did you receive miracles, uh, by the works of the law or by faith? In your own words, I'd like to hear what somebody else has to say. Uh, by,
2: by
0: faith, right? Amen. Faith, mm-hmm. not law keeping. Yeah. Amen. Good. I mean, it's it's good to it's good to act right and spit white. You know, that goes back to the old days where weren't <laughs> they were <laughs> they were hard hard and heavy on tobacco, you know. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's good not to use tobacco. I mean, uh it causes a lot it causes more cancer in the body than just uh lung cancer. It causes other cancers in the body too. Amen. Uh, <laughs> don't want to open up a can of worms here, but you know. Amen. Uh a lot of things are good not to do them. Amen. Uh praise God, but uh to make it into a law that's a whole different thing amen pray especially when the the word is not explicit on it amen the word is explicit on a lot of things and we need to pay attention to those things amen because there's this little thing called consequences amen Amen. consequences (laughs) They, they follow bad behavior amen Right. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's always the consequences behind something, you right? know. Amen. If
1: you drive with a blindfold, you're going to end up in an accident. That's for
0: sure. See, I mean, you can eat all the grease and the sugar and the uh, fast food and the and uh, and the junk food that you want. But there will be a penalty for that. Amen. And uh, you know, your arteries will start clogging up. You get diabetes and high blood pressure. Amen. Uh, I'm I'm fighting high blood pressure myself. Amen, because I haven't always had the had the best diet. Amen. And uh, so uh, I'm sure we all can resonate a little bit with that. Amen. Praise God. Anybody got anything else uh, to comment on the uh, question two there? Uh, go ahead, Pastor Ernie. <laughs> Mine did too. Mine did too.
3: <laughs> but that was something that the Lord probably had to deal with her about. As far as I know, she, she never stopped dipping snuff. i have never seen anybody dip snuff before. <laughs> Different.
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know why I said
0: that. <laughs> 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 Amen. I mean uh it is what it is, right? <laughs> uh, like uh, my uh, my I had one of my grandmothers. Uh, she would uh, she use that twist tobacco, and she oh, she had a little pen knife and she cut that stuff up and and uh, I tried some of that one time. <laughs> Ooh, that about knocked me out. Uh, my my stomach was upside down. My head was spinning. Uh, no more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I left that stuff alone. Amen. Amen. But it's by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Amen. Like I said, there's righteous, righteous deeds that we should do, but we don't do those things to be saved. We do those things because we are saved. Amen. It's a, It's fruit that comes out of our faith. I mean, we have faith. And because we have faith, it, it just has to manifest itself in our, in, in, in our actions and in our words. Amen. So it's because we are saved is because we try to do good. Amen. Question three says, in what ways does the, today's Christian community still struggle with the same sort of thinking that the Galatians uh, Galatian church did? How, how does the modern-day church still struggle with these things? Ah, Sister Haley. Um,
4: for, this, I, yeah, it's on. Okay. Um, for this question, I just said that um, we still struggle with
3: laws and rules and standards that we enforce in our own churches. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen, amen. I it it doesn't. It's not a uh, a great leap to go from uh, uh, organizational standards into a law. You know, you you got to follow this uh, list of rules, or you're not saved. You know. It's like uh, I mentioned a few weeks back. The when I ran into that preacher said, if you're not praying an hour a day, you're not. You're backslid, man. You know i was a young convert at the time that that affected me amen i i tried to keep that law and then i felt condemned when i when i couldn't keep it and so uh you know it, a lot of these things are self-discovery you know the that we figure we figure out by the help of the spirit you know trying to navigate trying to live this new life in christ amen sometimes it's not not easy, and some people have a rough go of it, and, you know, they just go from one thing to another, one law to another, amen, and, and it's right there in the cross, amen, it's right there in the cross. Brother Bob.
1: I wonder what- Mm-hmm. Now, if he heard that, will he feel saved?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. He
1: didn't pray an hour. Amen. So you can't set a standard, uh, uh, you know, to uh, measure up to God. You'll yeah. never measure up. You do your best, and I shared this with my friend, and I said, uh, "We're doomed, I, go? I hmm. just heard that R.C. Sproul prayed eight hours a day.
0: Right. <laughs> he
1: goes. You just cannot, you know, try to live out other people's experiences. You live your own and work out your own salvation with fear and trembling.
0: Amen. And that, that brings up another point, of personal convictions. You know, when when my personal conviction becomes a mandate for everybody else, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of, you know, probably a, a, a lot of denominations exist because of that, sure. you know. One preacher get this uh, uh, sudden revelation or 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 whatever it is, and uh, he thinks everybody else should be doing it. And you know, it's an opinion. It's not a clear cut, clear cut scripture. But uh, you know, amen. There's so many side tracks, so many uh, rabbit trails that we can go down and uh, not not recover from. Amen. Pastor Willie.
2: Some people can't function without a rule to follow, (laughs) and and that's that's how it works. They need rules. Like I'm a, I just I go with what I got. You stick me in the middle of something, I just work. My wife is the polar opposite. My wife needs rules and do's and don'ts to function. That's that's how mine works logically. She just checks boxes. Not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, We need those people for people like me. why we like rules in religion because we're lazy. Hmm. Because as long as you give me a rule, that means I don't have to spend time praying and seeking <laughs> God for what he wants for my life. Right. Or what he needs me to do. I just check this box and I go on by my about my business like the rich and young ruler. Hey, how can I gain eternal life? Well you know the commandments. Yep, got all them. Hey I need you to sell everything you got and give it to the poor. Oh that requires a personal <laughs> heart journey. And he just turns around and he just leaves. seems too good to be true and it, it, walk by faith you gotta trust Christ and there is no do and don't rule book. there's a slight one we got ten commandments but there are many issues in life where we gotta depend on the Holy Spirit where well, the Bible is silent and it does, there's a gray area there and we have to use what, the, what we see in the word along with the leading of the Holy Spirit but that requires us to pray and as you can see in churches across America, the least attended part of your church is what? Press service. service. Nobody wants to pray. And if they pray, they pray two minutes and they're up talking again. And I'm not trying to be that guy that's like you need to pray an hour. <laughs> yeah. But the point is we're just not really showing a lot of interest in it sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah. Amen. And uh I don't know might be a rabbit trail, but uh uh then you have the people that uh, they don't feel like they've been to church unless they've been uh, browbeaten, uh, you know, from the front to the back, yeah. you know, unless the, the preacher comes in and just just makes them feel this high, <laughs> makes them feel guilty, makes them feel condemned. They don't feel like they've been to church. You know, that, you know, th- there's a lot of spiritual abuse that happens, you know, uh, in churches and some people are naturally attracted uh, you know, to, to just to be under the thumb of a man instead of under under Christ. Amen. Uh, Sister Pat.
5: <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, sometimes people, I think, just go to a church to create yeah. confusion. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, I mean, the old, us older ones that has been um, Christians for a long time goes right off, off like water on a duck. But new people that are here... Mm-hmm.
0: right yeah yeah and, and uh, that's the devil's intentions yeah. is to uh you know take the take the weak ones oh.
6: Because she felt like that God was impressing on her. If she didn't, it would cause confusion in a young believer. Yeah. Things that we take for granted. Yeah. Right. I've heard it forever. Yeah. sometimes we need to look at things through a new Christian's eyes.
3: hmm
0: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that was her law. Yeah. That was her law. That's not
6: scriptural for a salvation. Yeah. But that was her law, and
0: to her it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the, the man-made laws, you know. Uh, that's what still exists. Now, I'm sure that there's there's some people that uh, they they still look at to the Old Testament for a lot of things, you know. And... and uh, you know that's a lot of those things have already been fulfilled, and uh, it's not uh, things we don't require. You know, I can eat all the bacon I want. You know, <laughs> I, I can eat I can eat shrimp if I want to. I can eat lobster if I want to. Amen. There's <laughs> there's no spiritual uh, problem with it. You know, Amen. Uh, you, you might gain a lot of weight. You might <laughs> have uh, heart disease because of all the junk you eat. Amen. It just <laughs> means you go to heaven quicker, but uh, that's not, your, your salvation is not in that. Amen. Amen. Let's move on to uh, the second section, uh, Old Testament grace, uh, because uh, God worked by faith and grace uh, in, in, in the Old Testament as well. Uh, g- our scripture uh, that we'll read here is Galatians 3, verses uh, 6 through 9. And then we'll answer uh, uh, three or four questions there. Okay, uh, Galatians 3, verses 6. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Amen. Question four says, From the following verses, list some of the facts about Abraham. And the first uh, is a question. Question uh, A of of question 4, part A of question 4, Genesis 12, verses 1 to 5. So uh, let's look at some of the facts about Abraham by going to uh, Genesis 12, verses 1 to 5. So they're pulling that up here in a second. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, Genesis 12, verses 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, remember,
1: uh,
0: Abram was Abraham. uh, Abram was, was his name before God changed it to Abraham. Amen. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, remember that Sarai was uh, later, her name was changed to Sarah, amen? And Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Oh, so, so from the following verses, list some of the facts about Abraham. Uh, what what uh, did you gather uh, from those verses, some of the uh, characteristics or qualities or things going on about Abraham? Uh, Brother Bob? Brother Dave, uh, the first one that uh, was very noticeable is that God
1: blessed Abraham. Mm-hmm. Amen. God has saved us not
0: to, you know. Not to hoard it all to yourself. <laughs>
1: I always say, remember the parable of the balance. Mm hmm.
0: Amen. Someone got uh, a little mark, you, you got anything that jumped out at you about uh Abraham?
2: I, I just took the Bible for God bless
0: Abraham. Yeah. God God gave him a promise. Uh, Sister uh, Bernice? He instantly obeyed God. Obedience. Amen. Yeah. That's another quality of Abraham, his obedience. And uh that what what is obedience anyway? It's a reflection of faith because if you don't believe it, you're not going to do it if, if someone says uh your house is on fire you need to get out of there well if you believe them you're going to you're going to leave immediately but if you don't believe them you're going to sit in there it's smoky in here for a reason but i don't believe my house is on fire you know obedience follows faith amen and that, that's that's why we're obedient to christ he said if you love me keep my commandments Amen. We, we keep it by faith. We keep his commandments by faith. Amen. Not, you know, he, he saved us. Now, because we have this faith, because we're living by faith, amen, we want to obey the one who saved us. Amen. Praise God. Uh, a couple of things I got. He was called by God. I mean, God, God went to Abraham and called him. He, he called him to leave his Home country and go to the land of Canaan. And at that point, he was seventy-five years old. Amen. And uh, so uh, he, he received a promise. Amen. So there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff packed in those uh, verses that we could uh, break down in, into infinity, but uh, we're, we're going for the main stuff, I guess. Amen. Amen. Now in. Uh, The second uh, set of uh, verses is from Genesis chapter 17, uh, verses 3 to 8, and then verse 11. And then there's some other points in there that we want to pick out. Uh, uh, Starting at verse 3, Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Now uh, Abraham literally means in, in Hebrew uh, father of many nations. Amen. That's that's why God named it that way. Amen. Verse six I will make you exceedingly fruitful And I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Amen. Praise God. So there's a lot of stuff packed in there. Uh, Brother Bob, what jumped out at you? (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So did Sarah, mm-hmm. but it all came to pass. Praise right.
0: God. Amen. Pastor Ernie, you got anything to, to uh for part B there? Uh, some of the things that jumped out about uh, Abraham.
3: Well he talked to God, he subjected himself to God. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all the things that God promised Abraham? And he somehow managed to stay pretty humble. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <good> point. yeah <laughs> Thank God God knew what he was doing right
0: Amen. you know what jumped out uh, to me was uh, at that, uh, in verse uh, in chapter 17 uh, Abraham was 99 years old at that time remember when God first gave the promise Abraham was 75 now he's 99 God renews that covenant he reminds Abraham, hey, I, I'm, I'm coming through with this thing. You've been waiting for 24 years, but I'm coming through with it. Yes. And just because God delays doesn't, don't necessarily think that yeah. God said no. Amen. Amen. You know, like uh, sometimes uh, people pray for their kids to be saved. Sometimes it takes a while. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes it takes a while. Uh, they got to roll around in the world a while and get a couple of, uh, uh, knuckle bumps on their head and to, to, to before they realize that you know they need to be living for god amen so just because god delays don't necessarily think he said no another thing uh, god reveals himself as el shaddai god almighty the god that's more than enough amen god reveals himself to A- abraham as el shaddai and uh, so uh so, so God God is continually working in Abraham's life. And, and Abraham needed a, a reminder. Hey, I gave you a promise 24 years ago. Amen. And God's, uh, has God given you a promise? Amen. Amen. God's promise that at the last day, you will be uh, raised from the dead. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, we well, all God, have a... Leave us for right. Amen. Amen. So we, we all have a whole... We got a whole bag full of promises, Amen. That God has given, and He's going to honor every one of those promises, Amen. amen. God never fails. Amen. Uh, Brother Bob. Yes, but, uh,
1: if you will let me uh, permit me to read this verse of Scripture by uh, in, in Second Peter chapter three verse nine. The amen. The Lord. You mentioned oh. about. Let's get that on.
0: Let's let's get, ever so everybody can hear it. God.
1: It may not seem uh, like that to Abraham, uh, pushing a ni- uh, hundred years, that is. But here's what 2 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 9 says: the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises. Mm-hmm. The King James says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slack. But his long suffering to us words, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise A God. A lot of
1: people say, Oh, I wish the Lord would come and take us out of here. Mm. I want you to know I'm not one of them. Mm. Because I say to myself, Lord, remember I told the story about uh, Shinra saved more people.
3: He
1: saved like 1,100 plus people. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the way I feel. No, Lord, you'll come when you come. But I, I, until then, I, I, I'd like to see people saved. Amen. Amen.
0: And uh, part C of question four is uh, Hebrews 11, verses uh, 11 and 12. By faith, God also uh, gave the promise to Sarah, too, you know, for any that might say, well, this, this is such a patriarchy and, uh, you know, it's some of the stuff the college kids uh, <laughs> uh, complain about. Amen. And no, know, Sarah was in this promise, too, praise God, and uh, uh, she conceived well past uh, the age of uh, childbearing. Amen. Wouldn't it be awesome if God still did that, Brother Bob? <laughs> Just, just, pass over there. No, no.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that was a special one-time deal. Amen. Uh, but uh, uh, actually, God did it again in the New Testament. Remember uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Amen. They were past uh, past the age as well. Amen. God. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did Abraham do? And sometimes we think,
3: Lord, I'm tired of waiting for this. I've been <laughs> about this for 20. What did
1: Abraham do? I mean, at first, what did he do before Abraham, before Sarah conceived? Mm, uh, maybe this way the God, the Lord will bring a son. Yeah. Him. So he, Yeah. Uh, Agar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> tried, tried to help God out. Yeah.
3: We're waiting for something on, on the Lord, and it didn't come yet, so we're going to go do it ourselves. Right. Yeah. And that's where we open mouth and serve foot. Exactly. A lot of times.
0: Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're trying to help God out, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't turn out the way that you wanted. Wasn't Ishmael wasn't God's plan? <laughs> Question five is from uh, Genesis uh, chapter fifteen, verse six. Uh, if you can pull that up, uh, it says, "Explain why Paul says that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness." Yeah. And uh, so, uh, why why did Paul? Uh, say it that way and it says also see Romans 4 1 to 5 and uh, verse 10 and 12 uh, yeah but uh, uh, we're on a, Genesis 15 and 6 is the next one just verse 6 and he believed in the Lord and he, account, he accounted it to him for righteousness. Amen. So that's where Paul, a lot, a lot of the New Testament is re-quoting some of the Old Testament and it's further explaining it for our benefit. But uh, why, why uh, does, does Paul say that? Amen. Someone want to... Well we can go ahead and uh, read uh, Romans chapter 4 verses 1 to 5. And uh, we'll dig into it a little bit more. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works... The wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Amen. And then the last uh, two scriptures is verse 10 and 12 of Romans 4. On down to verse 10 and uh, 10, 11 and 12. Amen. So all this is getting to a point, you know, it's all talking about uh, the same thing, the same event. How How then was it accounted, while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, and and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of the faith which he had While still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe. Though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. Remember... We learned, uh, you know, that back in uh, Hebrews as well. You know, uh, Paul, uh, when Abraham got the promise, he hadn't even been circumcised yet. So how can circumcision be a requirement? You know, for uh, uh, for salvation. Amen. It's by faith. Uh, th- that's how uh, Abraham operated by faith. Faith uh, is what caused him to get up and leave his home country. Faith is what caused him uh, to continually follow god for the 24 years amen and he was a hundred when uh uh, isaac was actually born so he waited a full 25 years uh for for his promise amen he waited by faith amen Amen. praise god but uh so back to the point of the question explain why paul uh, said all those things and all those scriptures what what is your uh go ahead sister haley you got a got a microphone there
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Paul was saying that so that the Judaizers and the church didn't really have much of an argument for why they had to follow the law for salvation because Abraham himself, who it all started with, was not necessarily up to their standards that they had gotten up to by this point. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: that was required for salvation amen, amen. and and uh, and uh what what you just said I, I i put it in about seven or eight words justification by faith apart from works yeah. amen amen, <laughs> amen. big uh, good articulation there uh, uh sister haley amen anybody got something else Maybe your own. Uh, Brother uh, Ernie, you, you, did you have something for that? you want s-
3: right. to? What she just said there, what you said, justification by faith. Mm hmm. Uh, it's important for us because uh, it talks about while yet uncircumcised, sometimes we haven't been circumcised at heart.
0: Right. And yeah. Abraham had not been circumcised, yeah. Right, yeah, and that's the rest of the story. Uh, yeah. uh, we're focusing on, you know, uh, justification by faith, and right. and and circum. But the other part of circumcision is, it's it's not of the flesh. It's of the heart, oh. amen. Yeah. Down to the very core of your being, uh, being circumcised, being submission, uh, submission unto God, yeah. amen. Praise God. And uh, question six: Why does Paul say? It is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And that's back in the Galatians 3, 7. We already read that. But it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Well, why, why did he say that? Because, you know, in the here and now, in, in, in the land of the flesh, it's, uh, the sons are usually the DNA offspring of the Father, the the natural-born children of the Father. But uh, Paul was saying uh, those of faith are the sons of Abraham, not necessarily those that carry uh, Abraham's DNA, but it's those people that carry the faith, the same faith that Abraham had. If you're walking in that same faith that Abraham had, which was what? Believing the voice of God. Believing what God said and acting upon it like Abraham did. When you have that same kind of faith, you are a son of Abraham. Amen. Yeah.
3: God said he would justify the Gentiles by
0: faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the Gentiles have no relation to Abraham <laughs> right. uh, in, in the flesh. But Gentiles can have that same faith that uh, Abraham had. So if you believe in Christ and and you've, uh, you know, uh, if you're walking and living by faith, you are a child of Abraham because of that faith. Amen. So we receive uh, the promise of Abraham. Amen. Because that uh, God said you're going to have many nations, not just the nation of Israel, but many nations, multitudes of children uh, under the umbrella of Abraham, amen, praise God, amen, I, I, uh, I made a fatherly transfer from fa- Father Adam to Father Abraham, amen, praise God, when I believed, amen, uh, I think it's, it, it's eight o'clock, we only got six questions done, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's been a good lesson, yeah, Amen. Uh, uh, it's, uh, a lot of good stuff uh, in, in these uh, verses, Amen. Yeah. And and like I said before, uh, why, why does the why does Paul hammer upon it? Why does why did the Holy Spirit inspire Paul to write about justification by faith alone uh, so much? Because if, whether you're Jew or Gentile, there's stuff we deal with that we need to get over that uh, uh, fact. We, we need to understand that grace is something that you can't earn. Amen. And you can't keep a law, you can't perform a ritual uh, for salvation. Amen. It's got to be faith in the cross and what Christ did for us. Amen. And that's it. Then everything else that follows is because we believe. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, so much, O oh Lord, for the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you that our faith in that work, O oh Lord, is our salvation. Amen. Because we believed in what Jesus did for us, O oh Lord. And because we believe we do the works of righteousness that you have inspired in us, O oh Lord. And it's not anything that we did not anything that we earned nothing that we merited it's because you loved us and and you you cared enough for us to send your only begotten son to save us and we thank you for this lord we thank you lord help us to comprehend this lord help us oh god uh, uh, as gentiles or or even if some might be a jewish person oh lord trying to trying to navigate uh this grace that you give. God help us to understand it, Lord, that it comes by faith apart from works. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Uh Pastor Willie.
2: Just glad to see everybody and see the participation. Um looking uh You're watching on live stream. If live stream is still going, I want to welcome you to the first Sunday uh, coming up of the year. This is the first Sunday coming up, so uh, let's invite all the people that we can. uh, Make it the best God has given us a word for the church, and uh, I think it's going to be special and it's going to be awesome. Excited about it. Pray for us, and I'll pray for you. Uh, Pray for Pentecost family. Stacy lost her aunt. Oh. um, Prayerful for that, but some people have some prayer requests on the line. Kathy, we're praying for your grandson. If you still hear us. Uh, but if you're online or if you're in the building, bring somebody with you. Let's make this first Sunday a great Sunday. No eye has seen. No, as a matter of fact, can y'all repeat that after me? No eye has seen. No ear
0: has heard. No ear is heard. No, no, ear ear is is heard. Heard. no mind has conceived. No, no mind has conceived. conceived. What God has God God is prepared, is prepared
2: for those who love, for
0: for those so who love Him.